Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. A lot, a lot, a lot of news to discuss. I feel like I've said that in a couple episodes of this podcast recently, but a lot of news to discuss in today's episode. Not just New York Giants news, but NFL trades as well, although a lot of stuff happening with the Giants cap with Joe Shane's number trying to get to that $40 million in cap savings uh, where he can spend it on whoever, I guess, free agents that he wants to, uh, whatever free agents he wants to, and then also save it for whoever he signs after the NFL draft. So we're going to be getting into all of it. But first, let me send it to my co-host, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm excited to be here. Free agency's right around the corner. Uh, and, and it's certainly exciting. Josh, you excited for free agency? Yeah, yeah, I, I am excited for free agency. And that's starting on, what is that, Wednesday? The 16th. I don't know the exact date, but I, I assume it's Wednesday. So um, exciting stuff happening there. And I really hope the Giants don't go after like anyone specific, like anyone that big uh, of a signing because they messed that up with Dave Gettleman. So I hope it's maybe some under the radar signings, but I don't want them going out there spending a ton of money because we don't even have any. So that's a big deal. I mean, Alex, I'll throw the question right back at you. Are you excited for Giants free agency on starting on Wednesday? Well, I said that. I said I was excited already. That's why, oh, I, was, oh, uh, throw, okay. that's why I threw it oh, to you. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, are you happy about these moves that they made that we're about to get into in this episode? Um. Yes, I am. I am not dissatisfied with any of them. I'm, happy. I'm not going to say I'm happy, but yeah. Not giving it all the way because I don't want to. I'm happy that some players don't only care about the money. Uh, I think that they they want to stay with this team, and I think two players specifically that we'll get into, Sterling Shepard and Blake Martinez, care about being on this team. They like what maybe this rebuild of, of coaching staff and uh, this front office is doing, and they want to be here. Unlike, what was it, Landon Collins? He got cut, and it was because they asked him to take a pay cut and he said yes. And then the second one that they asked him was like way lower, which could be very low. And, you know, he maybe deserved more. But I remember reading that. Uh, there was a quote about him saying that. I believe. Maybe it was another player, but I think it was Collins. Um, so two guys that at least want to save this team, and they adjusted their contracts to do so. We can start out by who the Giants signed, though, because they did already sign someone. Uh, they signed Matt Gano. Or Gano. I, I mean, there's Graham Gano. I, I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Alex has it. Because Gono. Yeah. Gono. The New York Giants are signing offensive tackle Matt Gono to a one-year deal per source released by the Falcons in January after missing the 2021 season entirely due um, to an injury. Uh, Gano is healthy and brings high upside to an O-line that needs it. And that's per Matt Fowler. So the Giants are already adding some offensive line help, you would think. Just another depth piece, in my opinion. I don't think this guy is any anything crazy good, but he you know, was on the Falcons for a couple of years. So brings it over to the Giants. Yeah, he's young. Uh, he, you know, he's athletic. That's something you definitely see in his tape. And I think it's a it's a high upside, you know, uh, pickup here. You bring him over. I think he can play swing tackle. I think he's a good swing tackle. And, uh, you know, him along with Matt Parrott, assuming that he continues to stay on the roster, I think you got two guys there who could be, you know, pretty decent swing tackle kind of guys uh, with, you know, Gano as kind of the first swing tackle guy and then followed by Parrott. Hopefully Parrott can make an improvement 
uh, you know, obviously he has all the physical traits. It's really about the technique for him. So we'll have to see what happens there. But uh, like the signing, he played in 21 games with four starts for Atlanta in 2019-2020 uh, and 2020. He missed the 2021 season after undergoing shoulder surgery. Um, Gano, still only 25, played 232 snaps at right tackle for Atlanta in 200, uh, 2020. Can't read numbers today. Um, he has played nine snaps at left tackle, 72 at left guard, and 36 at right guard per PFF. So um, something to take into account there. He's very flexible, can play all four spots. Uh, Gano worked out for the Giants in early February, so I guess that's where they saw they saw you know they saw him, they liked him. That's how it all went, uh, and they brought him in. Yeah, and and uh, they they did bring him in, Alex. And again, you have to see how many picks the Giants use for this uh, NFL draft when it comes to the offensive linemen, centers, guards, tackles. They need all of it, right? There's no position besides what is it, right tackle uh, that is or left tackle uh, that is safe. Um, almost, you know, how to fix that there. Andrew Thomas at left tackle was probably the only certain position that the Giants have filled. Besides that, they're going to have to look for some other options. You're going to have to think. Someone who's not staying with the team, we can go to now. The Giants are not expected to bring back fullback Elijah Penny per source. That was from Jordan Run on of ESPN. It is now confirmed 100% because Eli- Elijah Penny went, uh, you know, on social media and addressed it. Uh, how much he loved this team, and he, you know, he's going to miss them in the future. Saquon Barkley wishing or sending his farewell and his uh, love uh, to Elijah Petty as well uh, via Twitter. So he's going to hit free agency after four years with the team. New offense under Brian Dable, looking more for halfbacks than natural fullbacks, and it's good because no one's going to be missing Colin Gillespie. And as much as people might be missing Elijah Penny. I do like that we're not focusing on special teamers. It's a you know it's a thing in the future for this team, and I'm hoping it's a it's the right thing. Even if our special teams is worse, as long as our offense is up, because that's why we brought in Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, the Giants' offensive coordinator, then that's a good thing, right? I'm okay being like 27th in special teams while we're the seventh ranked offense in the NFL, and I'm sure Alex will agree with me. So, um, just something there. Yeah. Um. I, I kind of want to talk real quick about Elijah Penny. I mean, he's he's a good giant, kind of been here for a while. I guess he's one of like the veterans, if you think about it. Um, four years, I think it said, right? Gonna miss him, I guess. I thought he was a nice fullback. So I guess we're not going to bring in a fullback would be my guess. Um, otherwise, I think they would have resigned him. So maybe we go no fullback. I mean, I think they go no fullback and then whatever it is, maybe it's like Brightwell or one of the running backs they signed that's big and tall. Uh, and then he just plays a fullback role if they do any like halfback stretches, halfback dives like that. But I would assume if they're not going to sign a fullback to just design run plays that don't have a fullback involved. Yeah, I mean, the Bills never necessarily used a fullback. Chiefs did at times, but not really. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because Brightwell doesn't really have the size to be a fullback, nor is he a good blocker. Uh, so I, I don't really know what's going to happen there. So we'll have to see what we do in free agency. But yeah, definitely, I guess, going to miss Penny. Uh, kind of like a, a a long-standing player and had some fun runs for us this past season. All right. So with that, let's get into some some contract renegotiation. Whatever. What am I even saying? Some contract restructures. We start out with linebacker Blake Martinez, uh, the linebacker signed by the New York Giants. What was that a couple off-seasons ago now? 
He's restructured his contract to remain with the New York Giants in 2022. So he's not going to get traded like the rumors of maybe him and also the guy signed in the same free agency period, James Bradbury, uh, at least for Martinez's sake, he will not be traded, you, you would think, because he's going to take uh, a cap hit to his contract. Okay. He led the league in tackles in 2017. He led the Giants in tackles in twenty in the 2020 season um, and has been a key staple for the G-men defensively. As we could tell from when he was healthy in the 2020 season to when he was injured in the 2021 season, the Giants' defense is better with Martinez. There's not, we, we know this already. Uh, and Jordan Schultz, who was the one who reported this, um, I, I think, I mean, helped us out, made Giants fans feel a little better. I think that Blake Martinez is going to stay with this team and that he's, you know, taking a uh, cap hit to stay with the Giants, restructuring his contract. Yeah, Blake Martinez, certainly uh, a big part of this team towards ACL last season, uh, where we really missed him, actually, with Tay Crowder taking over as the number one. If you look at Blake Martinez and his salary, um, so he has, if we were to have cut him, we would have saved eight and a half million uh, while taking on a five and a half million uh, dead cap hit. My guess is that he reduced his salary to that similar to Sterling Shepard, uh, who had a uh, uh, $8 million cap hit. I assume they kind of balanced it out. So that way the cap hit, uh, you know, there won't be a cap hit kind of eliminating, basically saving the same amount of money without eliminating, uh, with without hitting the dead cap, if that makes any sense. So for example, with the eight and a half or eight and a half million of cap savings, they probably, he might, he might've reduced his, rate by eight and a half million to stay with the Giants, for example, similar to how Sterling Shepard reduced his rate. We'll get to that in a second by around four and a half million, which is his cut, uh, uh, which is his cap number that would lower what we'd save. So that if that makes any sense, we're saving the same, but keeping the player. That was way longer than it had to be for a very simple concept. It's all right. Um, let's go on to Sterling Shepard. So we keep the audience here with us, right? And they're not going anywhere else. Uh, wide receiver Sterling Shepard, uh, of the New York Giants, the longest tenure Giant member to this point, and he's only what twenty eight years old. I want to say, Alex, you can maybe double check that for me. Uh, he's returning on a reworked one year deal with the team. That was from Jordan Ronan as well, ESPN reporter for the New York Giants. He previously signed through twenty twenty three, but Giants fans rumored that because of the injury history, because of how he's like the number three, number four wide receiver on the step chart behind. Guys like uh, Kadarius Tony, um, Kenny Galladay, excuse me, and also uh, someone like Darius Slayton, right? He might be wide receiver three, wide receiver four, although probably we have him over Slayton. Uh, but I think that you have to keep this into consideration. We were keeping Shepard. He's another depth piece, but I still, I, I still think you need to bring in at least one more wide receiver just to complete the wide receiver tree. I think either a late round, fourth, fifth, sixth round draft pick in the NFL draft upcoming uh, in the next month or so. Maybe bring in a cheap guy in free agency. Again, I don't want the Giants spending so much money, but maybe spend a draft pick on a wide receiver. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Shepard's new deal. I don't know if you talked about this yet, Alex. $5.25 mi- $5. Uh, That's the max value. And he was scheduled to make $8.5 So he comes back and can make a good chunk of money throughout the season, depending on what, uh, excuse me, depending on how many games he plays right 
and uh, how, how many catches, yards. It's one of those type of deals. Yeah. Um, so Jordan Ronan said that he's guesstimating that the Giants probably will save in the range of $6 million in cap space with the move, uh, which they only would have made, like I mentioned before, they would have only saved about $4.5 million him, of $4.5 million by cutting him. So you're gaining an extra million and a half and keeping the player. So uh, Sterling Shepard, I think, is a good receiver when he's on the field. When he's on the field. That's the most key point that I just said, when he's on the field. I think he's our number two receiver when he's on the field. Right. But he's not <laughs> usually on the field. And, so. and he was out more games than we even expected last season. You were like, all right, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he stays on the field more often. But no, he missed a lot. How many games? Like eight games last year? I don't remember specifically. He's always bound to miss in the four to five game range. But last year was a few <laughs> a few games too many. Uh, it kind of felt like with him. And for, you know, for Martinez, I feel like if they had cut him, there, there's suitors elsewhere. For Shepard, I'm not so sure if there is. Um, so I think he actually still got a good deal here. Uh, and he's still probably making more money than he should. Um, but, you know, it, it's still good for the Giants in terms of saving cap for this this season. And uh, we'll see what happens with James Bradbury because that looks like it's the next domino to fall. I'm going to suspect it's a trade, um, but it very well could be a cut if we cannot find a partner. All right, so I just checked myself. So Sterling Shepard, the longest tenure giant, is 29 years old. Uh, he he suffered a a torn Achilles in his left leg, um, I guess, this past season. And he had 36 catches for 366 yards and a touchdown in seven games last season. Although I say I think three or four of them were with Daniel Jones. And in those games, the connection between those two were good. Daniel Jones having experience with Sterling Shepard, and we know from the con- you know the comfort confirmation from uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, Jones is the quarterback for this upcoming season. So they have the connection; they know each other well, you know, and that's I'm sure also led to why uh, Shepard you know is is being brought back by the Giants. He has 349 receptions for 3,884 yards and 21 touchdowns in his six professional seasons. And now, with that being said, let's move on to a player that the Giants cut. And that is Riley Dixon. Finally, we wanted them to do it. That helps us with our um, five players to cut. Again, now I can check off another guy on the list here. So we had our five players to cut. It was Kyle Rudolph, Sterling Shepard, who got restructured. So I guess in parentheses, we can say restructured but staying. And then we can have Riley Dixon go as complete. And then I just saw another guy on our list here. The last one was Caden Smith, and that was complete. So, Alex, look at us. Four out of five of our guys are, you know, got cut that we wanted to get cut from the Giants, saving us some cap room. So I guess we also predicted it correctly, and our, our goals are getting achieved somewhat. And then Sterling Shepard, his contract got restructured, so that's also good. Um, the Giants are releasing Riley Dixon per source. He had a rough 2021 season. We knew this. You know, how much like Joe Judge talked about all this good stuff with uh, punting and uh, special teams. He preached it. Riley Dixon wasn't a great punter, but he punted a lot. I'll tell you that much. He saved uh, saves the Giants $2.8 million versus the cap. And that was from Jordan Ronan. And since I mentioned Caden Smith, let's go to him now. They waived Caden Smith with a failed physical designation, $2.5 million in cap savings. There was another thing with a New York Giants tight end, not so much anymore, right? Because he's going to be a free agent. The Buffalo Bills were interested in Evan Ingram. So this means now with Caden Smith, uh, with Evan Ingram 
being a free agent, becoming a free agent with um, Kyle Rudolph getting cut and with Caden Smith getting cut clean slate for the New York Giants at tight end. Will they sign a, will they sign a tight end free agency? I hope not. Will they draft one? I hope so. This is a deep class at tight end. You got to hope they use like a fourth again, fifth round pick, sort of like a wide receiver. Maybe we see a wide receiver tight end pick back to back in the draft, back to back rounds. Uh, but the Giants, they have to do something at tight end. Otherwise, Chris Myrak, uh, the practice squad guy from last year who came up and I think like scored one touchdown, he will be the starting tight end for the Giants in the 2022 season. So let's hope they at least sign someone or draft someone to take the starting role. But interesting stuff, Alex. I guess exciting stuff, right? Looking towards the future at the tight end position for the New York Giants. Yeah, and also in free agency, this is an extremely deep free agent tight end class. So that's another thing you have to look at. So if I were to guess, the Giants are going to pick up a maybe a similarly leveled tight end to a Caden Smith, maybe to a, a Gerald Everett, you know, that kind of tight end level, uh, maybe a Kyle Rudolph level tight end um, for, you know, maybe three, four million dollars. That would be my guess of what the Giants are going to do. And then I believe they'll draft one anywhere ranging from the third to the sixth round. Uh, and that would be kind of my idea of what they're going to do, my guess uh, about the tight end position. But yeah, Kane Smith, uh, you know, wish him the best. He was good with the Giants, unfortunately. Uh, just a cap casualty and also an injury casualty because it looks like he is not doing the best physically as well right now. And hopefully everything gets better for him. Uh, moving on to another Giants fan favorite, David Sills. <laughs> Before going to Sills, just real quick, Alex, is there any free agent in mind that you would want to sign to this team? Looking at the list, because I have it pulled up here from Spot Track of the upcoming free agents for this 2022 offseason, I would say if we're trying to not go against the cap too much, there's Mo Ali Cox, who was a backup tight end, I believe, with the Colts, I want to say. Not 100% sure on that. OJ Howard, as we know from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, these guys would cost them maybe like the $3 million, $2 million range, it seems like, here from... That was their 2021 AAV. Uh, I'm looking... Maybe like Tyler Croft was on the Jets. Huh, I'm seeing Levine Toilolo here, former New York Giants tight end. I think... I think OJ Howard's going to be too expensive. Mm. So I how think low are you like, going? I think someone like Tyler Cross, like a Tyler Ross Croft. Dwelly, a Jacob Hollister... A Ricky Seals Jones, like that type of guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that works with me as long as we're not bringing back. Personally, I'm a big OJ Howard fan, so I'd love to see him come to the Giants, but only for the right price, obviously. As long as we're not getting Levine Toilolo again, that's all okay with me. (laughs) But but you mentioned David Sills. Yeah, he's going to be re-signing with the team. Everyone's fan favorite from the practice squad or from preseason. He's coming back once again. So the David Sills squad can, uh, you know, come back for another season. Sills Army. Sills right? Army. That's yeah, what they yeah, call yeah. yeah. Um, but he'll be back with the team. And that's all the news when it comes to cuts and signings. But there is still more news regarding the New York Giants. Alex, I've been breaking most of it. So you go. I want you to take a turn here. Yeah. So this is from Ryan Dunleavy. He said that I'm told uh, Jabril Peppers has made frequent stops in the Giants facility as he continues his ACL rehab. Just a nugget I've heard. Doesn't mean he will resign, but suggests he hasn't cut ties and has gotten to know. Uh, the new staff. Once free agency opens, injured players stop coming in. Uh, so we'll have to see whether or not he stops coming in. Could it be that he wants to take a cheap deal with the Giants, a one-year prove-it deal 
uh, in hopes that the Giants re-sign him next offseason where we have lots of cap space. So that's something to look out for, and uh, we'll see what happens with Mm -hmm. him. And Dory Jackson uh, mentioned that uh, this is his quote. He said, uh, losing James Bradbury would be, quote, devastating for the New York Giants defense and the team as a whole. So if James Bradbury is cut or traded, um, you know, Adore Jackson seems a bit concerned. <laughs> you read the, uh, and Ryan Dunleavy, obviously, former New York Giants writer for the New York Post. He's now an NFL writer uh, for the New York Post. So he, he definitely knows his stuff. Did you read the tweet, Alex? Uh, the follow tweet, he he did a quote tweet to the um, the the first one about Peppers where he said, uh, five Giants free agents. I, th- the, I don't know if you got to that or not. Did not okay. read that, no. So he quote tweeted... The I'm told Shepard, uh, Shepard, Jabril Peppers has made frequent stops in the Giants facility. He quote tweeted that and said, five giant free agents I think are worth re-signing if the price is right. Peppers, Keon Crossan, Billy Price, Austin Johnson, and take a look at this one. Casey Kreider. I think Lorenzo Carter, Evan Ingram both need changes of scenery, get more money. So that's something interesting. We got Ryan Dunleavy's thoughts on the five Giants uh, free agents to bring back. I agree with most of them, except honestly, Keon Crossan. I don't remember him doing anything super crazy unless it was a big special teams thing that I'm missing. Casey Kreider, I get because he's got the relationship with Graham Gano, right? That's a long snapper. So makes sense. He's been on the team for a little bit. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Keon Crossan. Yeah. Kreider, uh, Kreider, Carter at the right price, Austin John, all, but the key word there is at the right price. Are any of these guys going to be at the right price besides maybe Casey Kreider? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, and that, and Keon Crossan. Come on. No, I think Keon, Joe Judge is implore. He's going after, you think Keon Crossan's going after the bag? What are they, you think, where, where else you think Joe go? Judge is not phoning over Bill Belichick <laughs> right now saying, Hey, talk, you see, you know, my guy Keon, give him the bag. Casey Kreider too, then. Yeah, he might maybe. Want him in New England. Yeah, maybe he might he might make a trade for uh, or maybe he'll pick up Riley Dixon since he always defended him. <laughs> did you talk about the uh, Dory Jackson? And yes, James I Bradbury did. Thing already? Are you not listening here, Josh? What's going on? I well, because I was doing the research. I was looking on Ryan Dunleavy's Twitter to see if there was any updates, so I wasn't fully paying attention to what you were saying. How disrespectful! I apologize because you never do that. No, I always listen. I always listen. I'm always listening. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, let's go to the NFL news now because we, Alex and I don't need to get a confrontation about uh, each other, right? You hear that enough on this podcast. We have Russell Wilson. He got traded. Seattle gets Drew Locke, quarterback, uh, former Denver Bronco. I love this because Alex is like second favorite, third fit, whatever. Um, he, he, one of his favorite players in the NFL is Russell Wilson. I broke the news I'm a Russell him. Wilson stan. How about that? <laughs> which, was, which was so funny. It was great. I was like, Alex... Russell Wilson just got traded to the Broncos, and you were like, what? Turned on NFL Network immediately. Anyway, uh, Seattle gets Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fan, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick, while Denver gets Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. That was Adam Schefter, ESPN. ESPN actually gave them a very bad grade, them being the Seattle Seahawks. I believe they gave them a D-plus for the trade, the, the team. They gave Denver like an A-minus. I think it's a little more even here. I'm going to go and we give grades. I'm giving Denver the A minus. Actually an A because I don't want to be the same as ESPN. And then I'm going to give Seattle 
I'm gonna give Seattle a, a, a B minus, honestly. I think they they still got a good amount of return. Two first round picks, no fan. I know Drew Locke might not be the QB of the future. They could still get one in the draft, but Alex is moaning and groaning over on his end, so I'll let him. I'm speak. not. Uh, I'd give the Broncos an A plus. I think this is a great trade for them, and I think Seattle B minus. Um, that's what I would go. I think Drew Locke. You're giving up Noah Fant. You have Albert Okwudi. Oh my God, I can't say his name. Al- Albert. Albert O, let's just say, his, let's, let's go with that. Albert O, who I think is also a very underrated tight end. Shelby Harris, who's solid. And then the pick compensation is not terrible. Um, so I, I like the trade for the Broncos. Seattle, maybe you got something in Drew Locke. But besides that, you're getting an injury-prone Noah Fant and, and a decent D-lineman in Shelby Harris. But you guys already have some decent... Sort of like Sterling Shepard, though. Remember, when Noah Fant is... is yes, is, he's um, good. ...not injured... Very good. No, he's, he's not very, very good. Come good. On. He's not I an elite in, tight end. I had him in Yahoo Fantasy. Excuse me. <laughs> I have him in Fantasy. Fantasy football. When he's on, he's on. Sorry. All right. Well, we'll see about that. And then Khalil Mack trade. Um, so the Chargers are expected to send a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick to the Chicago Bears in return for Khalil Mack. Um, and that was per Adam Schefter as well. I'm going to go B for Chargers and B plus for Bears. I think I think this is a good move. The Bears aren't in a position to win now, right now. They're building around their quarterback, Khalil Max, injury prone. He costs a ton of money. Good move for the Bears. Decent move for the Chargers as well, though. What was it? What was like the tweet you sent me or the thing you read that uh, the Chargers are like one piece away from having like an all yeah, they're, pro they're, they're Jordan Davis away from having a very good defense. Their defense is <laughs> their defense is super good. Besides though. a corner, I mean, if they. Here, here, here's what I would do. I mean, they have Chris Harris, though. Yeah, but he's also getting older. I'd tr- you, Chargers, call us up. You guys still have a third round pick. Call us up. Bring us, bring a uh, trade us. Uh, uh, J- we 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 give you James Bradbury. There we go, English. And so you take Bradbury, and then you you know make sure you get Jordan Davis. Very interested to see. Okay, got a good defense right there, and then you got Herbert and all those guys on offense. What are we getting? The third round pick. Third round pick. Bradbury. Yeah. One third round pick for Bradbury. Maybe like That's a third it. and a fifth, or a third and a fourth. I don't know. What do you want know. for Bradbury? Okay, I'm. I, I I need I need like a third and a fourth. I don't know if I can go third and fifth. I think a it's late like second. Come on, I'm I'm the Madden GM right Madden now GM. in my career. All right, Chargers. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll give them their grade. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A minus. I really like Khalil Mack. I think he's still one of the top guys on defense in the NFL. I know we got the Bosa brothers. I know. Um, we got, we got, um, that, you know, that guy, that guy in Pittsburgh, whatever's in that Watt guy. Yeah. TJ Watt, absolute beast. Um, but Khalil Mack is still one of the guys at the top of his game. So, you know, got to put some respect on his name. Chicago bears. I don't know. I mean, the bears, I guess credit to them for, uh, getting, getting some picks there. I don't know. B I'm not, I'm not in the know really too much with this trade as I was with the other one. Uh, about Russell Wilson. Let's go to another trade here. Carson Wentz got traded. Oh my God. The Washington Commanders. What are they doing, man? Oh, what are they doing? Colts get a uh, 2022 third and a 2023 third with an option of second if he plays 70% of snaps or 70% plus of snaps and a 2022 second round pick swap for Carson Wentz. That's per Adam Schefter. 
I mean, Washington, they're just, they're just going down the board for quarterbacks of like mid, like mid average to below average quarterbacks. What are they doing? I'm in the big minority here, clearly. I actually don't mind this trade for Washington. Everyone's acting like this is the worst trade ever made. And I'm like, Carson, number one. Carson Wentz. Well, you're trying to... Oh, let me... Let me... I'll let you go. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not one of those stat peepers who just look at Carson Wentz's stat, right? I've watched numerous Colts games last season. I saw Carson Wentz. I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he was great, but I don't think he was bad. People are making it out like he was the, you know, the second coming of of Mike... He might have lost the Colts their season. They needed to win a game, and he he, didn't... He had a bad game. game. Yeah, he had a bad game, that's for sure. He didn't have a great season, but then again, the Colts in general underperformed on offense, right? He didn't have many weapons there. I think... Not that he has much better here in Washington, but I think you're getting an average quarterback, and I think that in the NFL is worth a third, you know, two-thirds. I think that's worth it. I, I don't know. I think there's not... I don't know. I'm not going to speak anymore because I know lots of people disagree and I don't want to piss anyone off. Mm. I- I'm going to give like it me. B plus for both teams. Okay. I'm going to go Colts first and then I'm going to speak on the trade itself. I'm going to go Colts first. I think for what the Colts got, I'm giving them an A minus and I'm giving the Washington football team, Washington commanders. They got a name now. I'm giving the Washington commanders a C plus. Now, Alex, I'm just speaking like, think about you're a fan of the Washington Commanders. I mean, we know we're dealing with Daniel Jones, but imagine just having a different average to like awful, basically, or really bad quarterback year after year after year, and it's just switching. It's Taylor Heineke. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember Kyle Allen got signed to to the Washington Commanders, the guy from Carolina, right? He's now the four string. And now you have Carson Wentz, who's like, only his rookie year, when he was super good for the Eagles, has been average to very bad. And now that's your quarterback, probably for the future of the of the commanders, at least this season. It doesn't season. have to be your they future still, this season, but Yeah, they could still draft a guy. They could still yeah. draft a guy, but I think it's just then it then it's a waste of uh then you just wasted two third round picks. I don't know. I disagree. I, I think the trade's all right. If if we if this is to the New York Giants devastated but the new york giants are in a different situation the washington football team is a better team but i'm saying i'm saying not not with the situations itself if the giants got traded carson wentz right now you would be devastated you wouldn't be happy because of the situation not because of carson oh my god think that you are a washington commanders fan if i'm a washington commanders fan i am not like jumping up and down but i'm also not like crying (laughs) i'm not crying either but or i'm also not like devastated I'm not unhappy. Anyway, I'm just like, well, that's mov- cool. That's what I'm like. We're moving on. We're moving on. Bobby Wagner, longtime Seattle Seahawk, released from the team, and he tweeted, did you see the tweet, Alex? That he wasn't even notified yeah. by the team that he was getting released. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's bad. And that's not a sign of the Seahawks organization. They're a really good like organization. It, cl- it could have been that it got leaked somehow, and that you know th- there there's multiple possibilities, right? So you know don't don't judge a book by its cover. All right, you go with the next one. You go with the next two, actually. All right, so uh, this is just a free aid or a cut move that I thought is a bit relevant to the Giants. I'll explain why. Uh, the Titans informed Pro Bowl guard uh, Roger Saffold that they're releasing him. Uh, that would have been the fourth year of his four-year, $44 million deal. Um, so this is another free agent guard. This free agent guard class is getting pretty strong. 
meaning that the you know the salaries are going down when there's more competition, less price, you know. So that that's something you have to or lower price. So that's something you have to take into account. Maybe not that we're going after him in particular because he's going to cost a lot of money, uh, but he brings the rest of the prices down. So that's something relevant there. And then the big news of the day. Giants new quarterback. <laughs> there will be no criminal charges against Deshaun Watson and a trade is expected for him in the next few days. Panthers are one of the names that are being thrown around. Uh, so possibly there, maybe the Steelers. I, I, I think that could be a destination. Um, but I think it's one of those two teams would be my guess. Uh, you know, maybe the Buccaneers. I, I'd love to see that. They still got that team, right? They got that Super Bowl winning team. You bring in Deshaun Watson, may not be super bad or bad at all, really. Come on, Alex. Why not the Giants? Why aren't we in the running for Deshaun Watson? I, to I be honest, why. maybe because nope. I'd take him at this point. I would too. But what I, what I was going to say was I'm kind of criticizing the Giants fans or people who are saying the Giants are in the running. Oh, I wonder why we're not going after Sean Watson. Maybe because the owner of the New York Giants literally said in a press conference, we are not going after Deshaun Watson. So I'm sorry, but for the people who are on Twitter or anywhere else that are saying, oh, Giants in the running. Oh, Giants to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, maybe we should get him. I I, I mean, when he's, again, on the top of his game, very good quarterback. He's, he's, when, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, now that he's going to be playing, hopefully. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen him in a couple years now, so who knows what he's like right. now. He could be, you know, Zion Williamson, so that's me. <laughs> Sorry. I saw him. He's but, back on the court, actually, so good for him. But with uh, with Deshaun Watson, our owner shut it down a month ago. So take that out of your heads. It's not happening. Deshaun Watson isn't coming to the Giants. So I'm sorry, I just had to get that off my chest because like that was annoying me that I was even seeing that in my Twitter feed. People get excited. So with that people get excited. So with that, I think it's gonna wrap up the episode for today, right? Let's uh let's go uh do some shout outs here before we get going. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube on the Giant Take YouTube channel, or wherever you listen or watch which would only be YouTube, but wherever you listen. Um, and then you could also go to shippingstudios.com slash a giant take to check out all the places to listen and watch. Um, if you're confused about that, I guess. And then you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the giant take pod on Instagram and Facebook at, or yeah, at the giant take podcast, Alex on Twitter at a 23. I'm on Twitter at Joshua 29. That should be in the show notes or most of that stuff should be in the description or uh, show notes of this episode. And then what was it? One last thing. You can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you can find to do so. Positive reviews really help us out. With that, I'm going to send it to Alex to close this one out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And we'll be back next time uh, with free agency. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. 
Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.